We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, as expected, the Monday night football game between Buffalo and Cincinnati was officially canceled late Thursday night. And as a result, week 18 in the NFL is going to be a unique one. Yeah, no kidding, Sarah. Among the many things NFL owners are set to vote on later today is if the Ravens beat the Bengals on Sunday, home field advantage for a wild card game between those two teams would be determined by a coin flip. Much more on that just ahead. It's always something crazy going on around here. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Friday, January 6th, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So it's obviously been a whirlwind news cycle over the last month since Lamar Jackson went down with his knee injury. And while we're trying to take the never-ending reports with a grain of salt, given how unique of a situation this is since number eight represents himself, this latest piece of news does express some optimism that he just might be ready to play come wild card weekend. And plus, Greg Roman was asked why he only gave Gus Edwards three carries in that Steelers game, and his answer left a lot to be desired. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Well, somehow the craziness of this week just got crazier. So, Sarah, just as we were about to sit down and record this episode, all of our script was done. It was 9 o'clock sharp Eastern, and then the whole thing, in one instant, got blown up by a major announcement from the NFL. As anticipated, the league has decided to officially cancel the previously postponed matchup between the Bills and Bengals on Monday Night Football due to DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest on the field. Now, we'll have more updates on his health a bit later on. They're definitely going to make you smile, but we got a lot to discuss right now otherwise, Sarah. And Bobby, I think the league made the right decision in canceling that contest altogether, even though it really is going to have some ripple effects. But this route of canceling the game has the least ripples possible. Now, as the league explained when it made its announcement, this decision has no effect on which clubs would qualify or would be eliminated from the postseason. Whereas if they had simply just postponed the game and 
made it or required it to be played anyway, that route would have completely upended the playoff schedule and it would have affected all 14 teams that had qualified. Yeah, partner. No, I agree. This was the right and only move to make if you're the NFL. They got it right to cancel and they got the timing of this decision right as well because let's be honest, they really had to tell all organizations how things were going to shake out before week 18 so that everyone knew exactly what they were playing for heading into this weekend. Now, having said that, the cancellation does still create some real disruptions for four teams. Obviously, the Bills and Bengals being first and foremost, but the Chiefs should be included in that conversation. And of course, the Ravens as well. Yeah, that's right. And the league acknowledged these potential disadvantages for each of these teams that you just listed, which is why league officials simultaneously announced a proposal. And this proposal will be presented to all 32 NFL owners Friday to vote upon. So I'll read directly from the NFL's press release on this one here. Quote, canceling the game between the Bills and Bengals creates potential competitive inequities in certain playoff scenarios. In an effort to mitigate those inequities, NFL clubs will consider tomorrow in a special league meeting a resolution recommended by the commissioner and approved today by the competition committee consisting of two elements, close quote. So the first of these two elements I will summarize because it has to do with the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. To sum it up, it proposes that the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the two participating teams that make it there, if those two participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and host the game had all AFC teams played a full 17-game regular season. So that part of it doesn't really affect the Ravens because the Ravens never had a chance to host as the number one seed heading into Week 18. But it's the second element that will be proposed to owners that does involve the Ravens. So again, I'll read from the NFL press release. It says, quote, If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in Week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but it will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 17-game schedule than Baltimore will for a 17-game schedule. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game, or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild card game, the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. Close quote. Yeah, so the bottom line for Baltimore is that its AFC North title hopes are officially dead. The Bengals are the champs, but the good news is that the Ravens could still get a perk of being a division winner, if you will, if they're the sixth seed and since he's the third and a potential coin flip falls in the Ravens' favor. Sarah, in all honesty, that wouldn't be the worst situation for Baltimore, all things considered. It's obviously far from ideal that they were robbed of a chance to win the division, but they could still get a home playoff game. So you figure the NFL tried to throw them a bone there. <laughs> right. And on top of that, under a favorable coin flip scenario, the Ravens would still get the easier 2023 NFL schedule 
because they would be playing the second place division finishers next season, while the Bengals would still have to face off against all the division winners. And then also, Baltimore would still get the better draft spot. So depending on how the potential coin flip turns out, the Ravens could really bake out well here. Now, of course, this still needs to be voted on by owners, so it's not official yet. Plus, Bobby, all of this would be a moot point if the Ravens were to lose Sunday. It would also be a moot point in the case of a Ravens win and a Chargers loss because Baltimore would then become the fifth seed in that case. Now, having after gone through all of the scenarios, all those implications, and then there's probably some that we haven't even considered, at the end of the day, the NFL just gave the Ravens and the Bengals a lot more incentive to go all out for a win this Sunday. And that makes this game a bit more interesting than it was a couple hours ago. Still to come here on The Vault, new optimism that suggests Lamar Jackson will be available to play wild card weekend in the postseason after all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, we both know it has been a whirlwind news cycle since Lamar Jackson went down with his knee injury now over a month ago. And as each week passes with the postseason on the horizon, the speculation just continues to ramp up. Yeah, and Sarah, the reality is that we have an obligation to follow along and keep tabs on every aspect of this ongoing whirlwind as it pertains to Lamar, right? So, Let's begin with the good news, and I'm air-quoting the good, because if we've learned one thing the last month, it's that things can change, and national reports, well, they don't always come to fruition when you're talking about a guy who doesn't have an agent. Remember, the initial national reports on Lamar's knee indicated the recovery timetable would be between one and three weeks. Now, obviously, we're well outside of that window at this point, and with Wild Card Weekend quickly approaching, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport gave this update on the Pat McAfee show Thursday. He's probably not going to play this week because he hasn't practiced yesterday. Mm-hmm. It'll be five weeks for an injury that I think most people thought would take three. PCLs take a little bit longer, and they're not going to risk it. So I was told that they are confident in his return for the playoffs. If he's not out there for the playoffs, then it would be, okay, he had a setback. I don't think it's contract-related, and I don't think it's effort-related. I'm sure it sucks for everyone, though. 
Um, and I know he wants to be out there and they want to be out there, but he is just not ready. And Bobby, again, we're obviously taking everything with a grain of salt, given the nature of how fluid all of this has been. But if Rappaport is correct this time around, uh, because he wasn't when he said that Lamar would return Christmas Eve. Okay. So, but if he's correct this time around, this is encouraging to hear. And it's particularly encouraging because, again, if it's accurate, that wipes out this whole holding out for a contract narrative we unpacked on Thursday's Morning Vault. Exactly, which would obviously be reassuring for this fan base. Now, Rappaport wasn't done there, though. McAfee asked him for comment on Mike Preston's report from last week. You might remember this one. It claimed that Lamar Jackson had been skipping knee treatments. I've talked to my people, uh, and nobody <laughs> has said that he's a slacker. Okay. They say it Dude. just takes time. And I think I get particularly, not that my opinion matters, who cares, but I get particularly annoyed at the frustration when a player is not back from an injury because rehab is hard. All injuries are different, and we don't know. Bobby, you and I did a podcast on Preston's opinion in that Q&A. I think that was last week. All the, all the weeks are melding together now. And somehow his speculative opinion got picked up as fact on local radio and on Raven's Twitter. And at the time, both you and I didn't trust it, and we said so. You know, just to carelessly call a professional football player a slacker without ironclad sourcing or evidence is just not fair. So I'm happy to hear here that Rappaport joined us in refuting Preston's assertions about Lamar Jackson. And to Rappaport's point about not knowing how players' bodies feel, is that's 100% true. So to assume Lamar is healthy and just sitting out for a contract is also not fair either. These guys' bodies are not machines. They're not robots, and they all respond differently. Lamar needs to be able to rehab on his timetable based off of how his knee responds, and he deserves to speak for himself and not have people put words in his mouth for him. You know, Sarah, it kind of sounds similar to Derek Wolf's story we helped uncover from this past offseason, you know, like... The Ravens fan base, including us, had no idea what he was going through with his hip battles. So Ian's right. We really don't know when it comes to you know the physical statuses of some of these guys. But there's one more report to mention on this topic, and it comes from NBC's Chris Sims. I was told by somebody in the know that, that you know last week the knee was still extremely swollen. That it just, the, you know, I think the 50-50 thing was a little bit of a very, very hopeful uh, talk there as far as maybe he could play. But, you know, it, it, that's what I've been led to believe and that, it, you know, he wasn't really close last week. So we'll see where this goes. Again, we're obviously taking these with a grain of salt, right? We want to keep mentioning that, especially seeing how Sims isn't exactly known as a newsbreaker. But I think the sentiment does match up well with one of Jeff Zarebik's tweets we referenced from December 28th. I'll read part of it. Quote, I watched him walk out of the locker room Saturday and there was a clear and pronounced limp. I highly doubt that Lamar was trying to sell it. Doesn't seem to be his way. Close quote. Again, that was Jeff. That was from Jeff Zarebik, December 28th. So Sarah, as you were wise to note earlier this week, we won't truly have all of the answers until we hear from Lamar himself. But I think we can both agree that while, yes, there has certainly been plenty, and I mean plenty, of mixed messaging coming from John Harbaugh at the podium lately, it sure looks like Lamar's knee recovery, not the ongoing contract situation, 
is what's keeping him sidelined in Baltimore. So we're now five days removed from Ravens Steelers, and it's still baffling to think that Greg Roman only dialed up three carries for Gus Edwards in that entire game. Nine total snaps is all he logged as well. John Harbaugh was already asked about it earlier this week. We had that for you. He said he was disappointed that Gus Bus didn't get more opportunities. What says G. Rowe? Yeah, well, the man responsible for calling the play spoke Thursday, and he was also asked about getting Edwards the ball more. So here's G. Rowe's response. He should definitely play more. It just played out that way, but... I thought J.K. was doing pretty good. The looks that Gus got weren't weren't ideal, that's for sure. And I really feel like he can do a lot more to impact the, each game. So he knows how we feel about that, believe me. You know, Bobby, I didn't love that answer. Giro said that he wanted to get Gus more carries, but then said that's just how the game played out, which makes it sound a little bit like it's out of his control. I mean, nine snaps is just not enough for a man that averaged nine yards per carry in the previous game against Atlanta and then eight yards per carry in the game before that. So, you know, yeah, there's a game flow in things, but he has control. He can he can call Gus for more snaps. Yeah, and while he was riding the hot hand in J.K. Dobbins, as you heard him mention, and Dobbins was averaging five and a half yards per carry that game, it's still really not a reason to completely forget about Gus. I mean, part of Baltimore's magic in its ground game is having that one-two punch between two complementary backs. Yeah, exactly. And getting those two guys going is going to be very important for this offense this weekend against the Bengals because not only is Lamar Jackson unlikely to play again, but Tyler Huntley was limited in practice for the second straight day with a right shoulder issue and a wrist issue. So with Huntley's health status in doubt, obviously not as much as Lamar's, but it is in doubt, there's a chance we could see undrafted rookie Anthony Brown's first start in the NFL. So Roman talks about that possibility. I have a lot of confidence in him. I think he's got a bright future. Uh, you never know until they get out there and do it the first time, but that's that's okay. That's okay. That's part of the excitement. But, uh, you know, I thought how he comported himself in uh, Pittsburgh on the road coming in that game uh, and uh, leading us to victory there was pretty darn impressive. And um, so he's off to a good start. But, you know, he's buckling down uh, for any opportunity that comes his way, as is, as obviously is Tyler. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from Buffalo Bills QB Josh Allen, speaking about his teammate DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition after suffering a cardiac arrest on Monday, but he is slowly but surely making incremental progress. His dad said the first thing that he's going to ask when he wakes up is who won the game. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he did, man. And his teammates, you, you love hearing that response, that the first thing on his mind wasn't, you know, poor me. It was, how are my teammates doing? Did we win this game? And that's powerful in itself, man. And I don't think people really understand the the bond and the relationship and the brotherhood that you have as an NFL team, especially this one here. Guys love each other, and we really do. And for, you know, obviously DeMar to go through that and to come out on the other side and still, again, just think about his teammates, that's, that's DeMar. That's who he is, though. Elsewhere, on behalf of the Ravens organization, 
Owner Steve Bashotti donated $10,003 to Damar's Toy Drive GoFundMe page. The initiative that set out to support underprivileged youth in Damar's hometown of McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, has raised over $7.5 million in counting. And if you were wondering why that extra three bucks was tacked on to the $10,000 and change, Damar wears the number three for the Bills. And finally, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald reflected on the Steelers' loss after his group surrendered a season-worst 198 yards on the ground in Pittsburgh. No, it's definitely disappointing. The message to the guys and how and what we discussed in our room was, uh, you know, we just kind of talked about the reality of the situation. We, do, we didn't play enough well enough to win the game. We had an opportunity to win it at the end. You know, and it kind of speaks to like the, the the life of the season as well. You know, I mean, we're going to have adversity. And, uh, you know, it's about responding to those certain things. And, you know, you're upset that you lost the game and, you you know, you lost an opportunity to potentially win the division um, or have it in your control at least. Uh, but at the end of the day, the reality is, is that we're, we're still alive, you know, we're still battling and uh, we're in the playoffs. So, we're, you know, we're going to have a chance, you know, to, you know, to go make a run, but uh, definitely disappointed and it wasn't up to our standard. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our Ravens-Bengals game preview with featured guest and former NFL offensive lineman Dave Lapham.